0: the most mass-produced object in human history is, uh, uh... we're gonna skip that, okay.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. Uh, today I have with me Mr. Parker Weirling of On That Note uh, podcast. How are you doing, Parker? I'm doing great, John, man. Thanks for having me on your show, and thanks for coming on mine. Dude, absolutely. Um, you are doing a very cool record today that I like a whole lot. What record are you doing?
2: It's In Rainbows by Radiohead, easily my favorite Radiohead
1: album and probably favorite album of all time. I concur, man. Uh, Before we jump into that, um, let's do some music news. Music news. Today in music news, uh, Mr. Paul McCartney, former uh, member of Wings, uh, and another band, I forget, um, has <laughs> announced that he is doing McCartney 3, a new solo album. It is a follow up to his 1970 and 1980 uh, McCartney and McCartney 2 solo albums. And uh, something notable about this one is he is playing every single instrument on it.
2: That's crazy. He's like 80 years old or something.
1: Yeah. He's he's uh, super old, a, a living legend, but uh, I guess still has it. man. the uh, the music has not died yet. You know, that's that's really cool.
2: That's the dream. Yeah, I looked it up. He's 78,
1: 78. Wow. That's uh, that's something, dude. I, I can only hope that when I'm 78, I'm like still dropping self-recorded albums. That's like the DIYers dream, right? It's like your friend, right? In England. Martin Newell, yeah, he's, um, he's, uh, I don't know if he's 78 quite, but he's probably in his 60s and he's been dropping music since, yeah, like, uh, the late 1970s. Um, and he's been doing it all by himself too the whole time cleaners from venus look them up they're super cool
2: yeah i listened to uh the song like the most played two songs on spotify and they came out in the 80s and it sounded like something that like an indie kid would dream of putting
1: out right now oh absolutely all right cool so uh that's music news um parker why don't you give us the uh long form introduction? who are you? Why should we trust you and uh what album are you doing <laughs>
2: uh my name is Parker Whirling, and uh we met because I just started my on that not on that note podcast uh, about two months ago so I had you on as Delta dagger, which was a pleasure. thank you again for coming on and um I've also been a musician for uh i guess 10 years now that I started playing guitar 10 years ago, but I guess I started getting actually invested in playing and recording music of my own maybe three years ago or four years ago. And it's just been a gradual learning process over the course of the years. And uh, the podcast has been awesome because I've gotten to meet people like you and fellow artists. And uh, the album I'll be doing is In Rainbows, like I said earlier. Uh, and. I think it's funny because when I was listening to it a lot the last couple of days in preparation for this it kind of you know gave me a newfound love for it just knowing that I was going to be talking about it with somebody for a long time and trying to like listen to it like I had like I was listening to it for the first time. So that was really cool to do and um and I also listened to the Kid A album Maybe like a month ago, because that was its 20th anniversary. And yes. that's, yeah, that album was a slow burn for me in terms of Radiohead albums. And now I think it's probably number two for me, right below in Rainbows. I think it's better than OK Computer, which a lot of people, I don't know if they would agree with
1: that. That's a, I'd say that's a music hot take for sure. For sure. But I think uh, like true Radiohead fans uh, would not argue that with you. I think when you're like a real Radiohead fan, the more dark and weird and esoteric the album is, uh, the better it is. Right. So (laughs) yeah,
2: I definitely don't want to divide people and say that, you know, you're not a Radiohead fan. But to me, I just prefer Kid A because I don't skip any songs except for maybe like Three fingers, uh, because that's just a little boring, but yeah, but on in on uh, okay, computer, I'll skip like fitter, better, happier. I used to like electioneering more than I do now, I don't really like it as much.
1: Electioneering, you're right, I that one has uh, kind of faded for me. I fitter, happier is um, a good um, how should I say it? It's a good almost like uh, theatrical piece, like if you look at the album, almost like a rock opera or like a concept right. album it's very much like a um it's like a pragmatic uh expositional piece uh but musically it's highly interesting but yeah, yeah I don't, it's I don't know great I wanna... the first few times you listen to the album <laughs> and and then you're like oh,
2: i want to hear i
1: want to hear no surprises yeah there you go there you go I feel it. Um, Did you see the uh, BuzzFeed put out an article on the 20th anniversary of Kid A that was like Kid A is just okay and it was like the album cover was Kid A but they put a sticky note so it said Kid Meh. Did you did you see this? No what the fuck are you kidding me? That was my music news in the very first episode I did and we kind of ranted about it for a while it was uh, it pissed me off yeah.
2: Yeah what the hell what did it say? I didn't read it. Um, I didn't like, want to. I didn't <laughs> pay attention to that trash.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to give him the click. But uh, I don't know. I just. I didn't even want to give it the time of day. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Parker, you mentioned that uh, you've been recording your own music and playing guitar. Uh, What's um? Is that just under Parker Whirling, or is that? Uh, do you have a band?
2: Yeah, it's under Parker Whirling uh, right now. I used to have uh I used to go by a different name, Focal Feature. And that was like 2 years ago I put out my first EP, first piece of music I've done ever. And um I really liked the name, but uh because I'm an actor, I've done a few things now that it makes sense that if somebody looks me up, I would rather them be able to easily find my music instead of Uh, have that be a byproduct because I love music just as much so it kind of felt like it made sense to just start releasing it under my name and it kind of like uh, was a thing that was hard for me to do at first just because I don't know like I wanted to distance myself from the music a little bit and then I just got over that and was like you know what it is me like this is my stuff and I should just embrace that
1: absolutely dude well uh you have hit your first buzzword for the night uh mention a band you used to be in so that is a drink oh nice <laughs> i think uh now is a time a good time as any to intro the game here um name of the podcast implies buzzwords right i have a bingo card here of 20 buzzwords phrases uh you know musical kind of clichés that uh, i'm going to be trying to bait you into saying uh for instance mention a band you used to be in and when you do it you drink uh the deal is at the end any that you uh do not hit so if you uh have a feeling i'm trying to bait you and you can uh get out of it somehow uh i have to drink so Ooh. that's how it goes <laughs>
2: i have a feeling i'm going to be pretty bad at this but I'm just going to hit like every buzzword without you even trying.
1: Yeah, it's in in the last couple episodes. Um, it, In the first episode, I tried to interrupt people in the middle of their monologue to be like, oh, you hit one. I realized very quickly that the best thing to do is to say nothing until they're done and they'll hit two or three more.
2: Uh, yeah, anything, that's so. awesome. <laughs> For the listeners keeping score at home, today's buzzwords are name a
1: city in the UK, use an onomatopoeia. Talk about your middle school music taste. Mention the Beatles. Talk about jazz. Mention a band you used to be in. Refer to an album in post 1990 as a record. Use the phrase ahead of its time. Recite lyrics. Name a specific model of guitar. Mention LCD sound system. Say the word drink. Mention Muse. Mention a Tom York solo project. Describe a sound as raw. Mention a movie
0: soundtrack.
1: Mention Pitchfork. Mention the Pixies. Use the phrase lo-fi. And end a sentence with I don't know. Anyways, um, dude, let's jump in. So uh, in Rainbows, you've explained a little bit of uh, context here in terms of uh, other Radiohead albums and kind of uh, implied a little bit of different sounds that Radiohead has hit. Uh, throughout their career here. Um, Why did you choose In Rainbow specifically? And I guess I could even say, you know, why is that one your favorite album in particular?
2: I think this is their best album because it's more mature than their previous stuff. I think it's like kind of the pinnacle of everything you could want from Radiohead. Like... Okay, computer is has like a lot of you know anthem rock anthem type of songs, and then like exit music for a film, which is very quiet. Um, but I feel like, and kid, a I I get why somebody would be against it or like would think it's kind of pompous because you know it takes a lot of listens to like kind of appreciate everything that they put into that. There's a lot of weird things that they do that threw me off, you know, when I was first listening to it and made me not listen to it for a while. But in Rainbows, I think I liked it immediately the first time I heard the whole thing. Like there was no question about it. And it just grew and grew with me. And I think I was talking about this with an artist on my show, Sam Eagle and he loves that album too. So we geeked out for like ten minutes about it, and he had a great point of all the instruments are so perfect and so perfectly placed. There's nothing out of place. There's nothing uh, added that shouldn't be there. There's everything has a purpose, and I think that that is like a thing that sticks with the entire. Album, you know, it doesn't fade at any point. Every song is so like perfect.
1: Yeah, dude, I I definitely agree with you. I I have to show my bias and say that In Rainbows is my favorite Radiohead album too, and mm. uh, I completely agree. I, I've always said this album is the most Radiohead album of any Radiohead album, and uh, I I I will tell people. In fact, my first guest was saying he this is the only Radiohead album he's heard. And I said, tell me your three favorite songs off this album, and I will tell you which Radiohead album to listen to next. You know? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so I completely agree with you, man. And I, 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 I totally feel like it's uh, they they got pretty far out in the weeds on kind of the kid a amnesiac yeah a little bit hail to the thief they were kind of reeling it back in and then this one they kind of hit that perfect level of weird beep boop shit Mm -hmm. but also kind of the straight up guitar based kind of rockers but it's a little out there it's a little i mean I, i think they hit the perfect balance on this one i totally agree with that um you mentioned the first time listening to this album um Describe the first time you discovered this album. Did you discover it when they first released it? Or just describe your intro to this album.
2: No, I was pretty late to the Radiohead game. I probably didn't listen to them until I was maybe 16. And I heard Creep on the radio. And I mean, I knew the name Radiohead. And I knew that they were like, they had a pretty big, like, indie fan base. But they were kind of like the kings of that, you know. Um, And eventually, I got into them, and I think what really got me into them was maybe Karma Police, or it was something on OK Computer. Uh, I think it might have been Karma Police, and I loved Paranoid Android. And I did like Creep, but that faded pretty quickly. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, when I first heard In Rainbows, that was like probably a year or maybe even two years after I actually started listening to Radiohead because I didn't like get into the albums. I just liked a few songs. And then I actually remember very specifically being in Spanish class, like waiting for it to start. And I had my computer out and headphones in and was just listening on. uh, I looked up the album on Spotify and it wasn't on there for some reason. The other albums were, but that one wasn't. So I went to YouTube And I just listened to uh, the opening two tracks, which are 15 Step and uh, Body Snatchers. I had to check my album quick (laughs) to make sure. Um, I mean, what
1: a what a one two punch, though. Like,
2: damn. Oh, yeah. And what's funny is those two songs hooked me immediately. uh, But nowadays they're not. I'm like ready to get through the first two to get to the rest because i love the rest so much but when i first listened to it the first two i loved and i mean no disrespect at all i still love those songs but um i think they had more of an immediate effect on me at first
1: absolutely well uh you hit two buzzwords in there (laughs) Talk about your middle school music taste. Oh no! And uh, one, actually, I forgot to call you on. Uh, mention a movie soundtrack. So as exit music for a film, I counted that as movie soundtrack. So oh, you know that's, that's fair.
2: <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> two fair. Two drinks.
1: I figured you you'd do that, or or either mention Johnny Greenwood's. Uh, you know, movie soundtrack. Word oh, yeah. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> I would have at some point. Don't worry.
1: Exactly. It, it's funny, this this bingo card, uh, it's 20 things. And it's it's uh from the first episode to the second, I changed 10 of them and left 10 of them on there. And from the second to yours, I only changed about four or five. I think I'm dialing in a really good Uh, bingo card here so
2: (laughs) yeah that's awesome for my show I do the last five for everyone and uh, I try not to recycle all of them but I usually end up doing like three like the same three or four for like four weeks and then the next four weeks will be like some different variations and yeah over time you like figure out which ones are the ones that people
1: really respond to Right, right, um, so the first two tracks obviously hooked you um what what would you say your favorite track is though, if you could pick one? oh man,
2: let me look at it the back of this
1: do you have the l p there
2: yeah, I have the vinyl, so i I brought it out for the show. <laughs>
1: Oh that's so sick. I should have mine. Shoot, I have one. We should have both been sitting here with our vinyls like, oh, in Rainbow. Yeah, right. Oh, Just Radiohead. Out. <laughs> I, I was going to say that's that's one of the best parts of being a Radiohead fan is like meeting another person who's like really into Radiohead like <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's not many. I I mean there are, but not a lot of people I know. Even a lot of people I know who love music, they're not necessarily like that into them.
0: Right right
2: uh, okay so i would say at one point in time weird fishes was my favorite mm. i don't think it's my favorite anymore but now my favorite i can i can do a top three i don't know if sure. i could really pick a favorite
0: but the top three would have to be all i need mm. House of Cards
2: and jigsaw falling into place. Yeah, I think that would be it.
1: That is a wonderful list, and in fact, it if if we played my game of name your three favorite tracks, I'll tell you what to listen to next. Those three, I would say, do point to like Kid A. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, definitely, man. You're you're nailing some of those little bit Cynthia, little bit. Um, Uh, more kind of out there uh, soundscape sort of songs Um, all I need that one at the end where um, Phil comes in and he's hitting the the crash symbol and stuff yeah really open it up oh it's so good man! transcendent Oh, it's unbelievable, especially they bring it in with just that synth pad and it's, it's still really ethereal and nice, but, uh, they keep it tight, you know, they keep it tight and they have that cool synth base. It's tight. And then at the end, they just let it loose. It's so good, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, to your point that every single, uh, note every instrument is very intentional you know they 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 really knew how to structure it like they didn't just come out all at once they uh they kind of built it up it's really good um god that's a great song um yeah
2: it was not my first favorite either i mean i've gone through so many rotations of which ones are my favorites and uh you know in a year they could be different because at first i would say the first two were my favorite and so were weird fishes but uh now it's it's changed i just because i guess because my music taste has changed
1: i feel it dude it's an album that uh that grows along with you because i i remember when i first listened to the record um it was uh my favorite was weird fishes for sure Mm -hmm. um which to this day like i was i was fooling around on my guitar the other night and uh, fooling around with some like nine chords, you know, and going up and down just the harmonized major scale with the nine chords and I and doing some arpeggiated shit. And I realized, bro, this is Weird Fishes. Like it's literally, <laughs> um, I think they start like, it's like they start on the two and they just do these nine chords all the way up. And and it's, uh, I like stumbled upon it and it was kind of like coming full circle, like the the first song I liked and then I kind of lost it. And then now I'm like, back there it's 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 incredible man
2: absolutely i i love
1: all these songs man it's it's hard to go wrong with any of them so here's a difficult question then uh least favorite track
2: oh damn it's like killing your babies
0: Mm -hmm. but i'll do it let me think It's funny because there's not a lot of albums where there's
2: every song I will listen to (laughs) front to back. And it's like making me realize, man, I really do love all of these.
1: And it's not even like, you know, there's a couple that drag, but I'll tolerate them. It's like every single one is good.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say. If one of them's got to go. I'm going to do Reckoner really yeah
2: i know that's probably like somebody will hate me for saying that but i love it it's just it's definitely the most repetitive of the songs to me
1: that's true that's true um
2: and like this I, and, this hurts to say. Like I, I don't it, I know about <laughs> <saying it.
0: laughs>
1: And because my whole thing is if I had to choose one, it's actually one of your top three that I would have picked
0: Oh, real? So
1: it's like, yeah. Let me, let me I, guess. I,
2: I, is it all guess. I need?
1: Uh no. It was gonna be uh House of Cards. Oh man, that one has I love that one now. That I one know. grew on me I for know. sure. It's a great song. Reckoner for me, um, i was not always into that one um but listening to that one on uh i think it was my old drummer's uh studio monitors and i think i was fucked up to some extent and we put it on and just that uh that intro uh phil's intro um oh my god dude it's so visceral yeah, and it's just I know. Like, yeah you're right oh, man. I you're right. It's, it's impossible to pick one. That's your least favorite, but I, <laughs> that's a good you, question have you, though. Have you, have you, have you heard the theory that Reckoner is like, um, like, you know, in Reckoner they they have that little breakdown and they do that kind of little, um, it almost sounds like a little beat change. I haven't counted it. I don't know if they actually change beat, but um, it's the part on the album where they actually say in rainbows, it's like that little breakdown in Reckoner.
2: Dude, that's so uh, funny. Uh, I didn't know that they even said in rainbows, and in that song until today, when I was looking at the lyrics while listening to it, and I still didn't hear it. I was like
1: reading the lyrics and I didn't hear them say it. It'll it'll come to you. I exact same situation with me. It literally took me years when I saw that it was in the lyrics. I was like, no, it's not. I like lit- I listened to the song after seeing the lyrics. I couldn't hear it. It took me years. And then finally, I don't know, uh, I guess, you know, listening to extremely loud uh, live bands and shit killed the correct frequencies in my ear. That suddenly it stood out to me. <laughs> um, I could hear it, but dude, it literally took me years. Uh, Whoa! There's there is a theory that that section of the song is um, like if you take the golden ratio of roughly two thirds, like that spot is precisely one golden ratio into the album and so that's why they do a breakdown and do in rainbows and do i don't know if you've heard that but no but that sounds, <laughs> that sounds fascinating sounds. Some... i want that to be true i really want it to be true have you have you heard the 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 theory that if you inter interleave like alternate the tracks on this album and the tracks on Okay, computer. Yeah, 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 You've heard that. Dude, you know what's funny
2: is I was wondering if you were going to bring that up on this podcast because I remember looking that up or seeing that like four years ago and being like, "Holy shit, is that for real?" And uh, creating a Spotify playlist where I actually alternated the the songs to listen to them like that. But <laughs>
1: what what did what did you think? What's your review of that?
2: Um. It's been a long time. I remember thinking it was cool. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it could be a stretch. The thing was you had to like, you had to like fade out the last five seconds or the last 10 seconds and fade in the last first 10 seconds of the next song for it to sound right. I'm like, I I don't know if that's like, you know, anything would sound good if you did that.
1: Yeah, that that's the shit for like the real Radiohead fans. Like, I I think I think like that's so deep. Like, I feel like in terms of Radiohead fandom, like no matter how much you like Radiohead, there's always some like guy who's way gnarlier, and he's like, "Dude, I I've done that. Of course I've done that." Like, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, dude. It's a cool theory. I've never actually tried it myself, to be honest with you. So I was wondering if you had.
2: Yeah, uh, you should. I think it's I think it's a cool way to. I mean it just gives you a different experience. Who's to say if like they really went that hard on, you know, on something like that, but it was kind of cool to like try it that way. Um but I do like, you know, when bands do Easter eggs like that.
1: Yeah, it's it it's pretty rad, dude. I I could see maybe Radiohead doing something like that. They 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 love doing weird shit like that. Like for um what record was it? I think it was for King of Limbs. Um, was it King of Limbs or was it Moon Shaped Pool? One of their more recent records, They, um, <clears throat> their website started like like uh, disappearing. Mm. Did, did, did you hear about this at all? Yeah, I think this was
2: for, for a moon shaped pool because they changed all of their like social media stuff, all the pictures. They got rid of all the pictures and like put up white, white uh pictures everywhere instead like blank images and like deleted everything
0: yeah
1: yeah dude like and it and they just did it without warning like they didn't come out and say like hey we're gonna release an album soon mm-hmm. and then like it's like it just like shit just started disappearing and like people were like oh fuck they're gonna release an album like people just knew like
0: yeah
2: <laughs> i don't know how many people at that level had done that yet because nowadays That seems like such a thing that everybody does, you know, it's like all of a sudden you post a picture that's like, you know, 924 and it's like clearly when you're going to put out the album, but it's like a random, you know, it's supposed to be a random clue. It's like everybody does that now, but at the time, no one, especially that big, you know, like a band as big as Radiohead was just deleting their presence from everything (laughs) for like a month and not saying anything. But I saw that they sent like if you had bought something from their store at some point, they sent you a letter that said burn the witch. And it had like the drawings from Stanley Donwood on it that he did all oh, their uh, all their art. Uh, I was like, imagine getting that like out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be insane. That's like, dude, that's so cool. I I, I mean, the release for this album actually is is highly uh, kind of controversial and very groundbreaking. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: It's so cool.
1: Yeah. D- do you want to speak on that a little bit?
2: I don't want to, like, take over, but. Uh, I... No, take over. This is
1: you're the guest. I felt like I was speaking too much. You go for it.
2: Dude. Oh, no. Uh, I just. It's one of those things that. uh What's so cool about this album for me personally and Radiohead in general is I'm still always learning about them. And uh, the older I've gotten and the more I've gotten into music, the more radical the release of this album seems, you know, uh, at the time that it was released in. And when I, you know, I've listened to it for forever and didn't know anything really about that story. Or even if I did know about it, I didn't know how significant it was. And, like, basically what it was was they were done with their record deal with EMI, I think. They had, like, a six-album mm-hmm, record deal, mm-hmm. and then they stopped. Uh, so this was the first album that they put out without uh, that record label. I can't remember if they were on a record label or not, but they... I don't think they were. And yeah, I they,
1: think this one was... They they just went independent with, with this one, I think, was, was how it happened.
2: Right. I think you're right. And they... Um, they made all the music and I was watching an interview with them and Tom was saying like, you know, it was people were leaking your music before you could even send the masters to get like mass produced. And, uh, he was like, well, you know, fuck it. Let's just put it out on the internet, on our website for everyone to decide how much it's worth. That was a big deal because it was the first time, like, Uh, There were no gatekeepers between the music and the audience. So the audience got to decide how much they were willing to pay to hear this music. And a lot of people, you know, just did free. But then a lot of people actually did pay money. And um, that was one thing that was so radical. Uh, And then um, I can't remember what the rest I was going to say is. I just got so sidetracked on that.
0: Um.
1: Remind me, did you use the phrase ahead of its time by any chance in there?
2: Dude, probably.
1: Probably. All right, we're both going to drink for that. Okay. Because I missed it and you may have said it. I need to to open another Modelo. Hmm.
2: What are you drinking?
1: So tonight I'm drinking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Olmecca. Tequila. Ooh. Olmeca. Olmeca alto, I think it's called. Tequila. And uh, I mixed it with some Kroger brand um like sparkling water, which it's like uh what is it, grapefruit and lime flavor, I think. Um so I have a big old um like coffee tumbler of that nice with a bunch of ice. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. What are you drinking tonight?
2: Medello Negro. I didn't want to do like IPAs because I didn't know what was going to be going down tonight.
1: It's probably a good choice. Um, the, <laughs> um, let's dive into another question. Yes. Um, so before the break here, we uh, talked about your first time listening to this album um, in class, kind of in between classes and stuff. That's, that's awesome. Uh, How would you recommend someone listen to this album for the first time?
2: I mean, it'd be hard not to say, just uh, listen to it alone in a comfortable space, either through like good speakers or through really nice headphones. I love headphones just because I feel like closer to the music. But if you do it on on speakers and you're not worried about like bothering your neighbors or something like you can crank it and just jam. I would recommend that for sure.
1: What, uh, what kind of guitar do you play?
2: I have two guitars that I play mainly. Um, The 72 guild Starfire is my favorite. Yeah. I, uh, she's a beaut. Uh, She's right here, but it's a hollow body. And, um, it just sounds so warm and I love that, you know, I can play it, not plug it in and I can still hear it pretty well because I have a Mustang. I always, I have a 73 Fender Mustang. Oh, Uh, baby. Yeah. I, (laughs) I got a big check once and I was like, I'm going to ball out. And, uh, I got them separately though on two different occasions. Uh, but sure you know, what's funny is I always wanted the Mustang. I always wanted like that kind of rock and roll guitar. I always had like hollow bodies or something like that. And then I got the Mustang and I still love it. It's a great guitar, but I play the, the guild a lot more. I just, I think it sounds fuller and I can still rock out. But if I use the Mustang, it kind of sound it's really twangy, which is great if you want to do that. But uh it's not like my go-to sound which is kind of sad because i spent (laughs) a lot of money on it but uh but maybe you know one day i'll sell it and i'll just keep the the guild because i would i would never get rid of my guild
1: dude um okay first and foremost uh name a specific guitar as a buzzword (laughs) okay i probably named like two or three right there (laughs) um and i'm kicking myself because describe a sound as warm was one of my buzzwords but i took it off the list in favor of a different thing oh well so i could have had you there on too um i was going to say man um the mustangs um uh the the previous my previous live drummer had a mustang And he was like, bro, like, fuck this guitar, I want to put like help me like put humbuckers in it, blah, blah, blah. And I helped him do it and shit like for sure. I didn't want to like sit there and like tell him what to do. But dude, the Mustang, um, the middle, not middle, because it doesn't do like middle, middle, but like the both that's funny you know that
2: yeah the the (laughs) if you do the middle middle it doesn't play anything i didn't know
0: that at first
1: yeah it's yeah exactly but if if you have both pickups engaged and in what is it they're in series or they're in i think they're in parallel i don't know if you have both pickups engaged and in parallel i think is how it goes um and that is an incredibly good tone I remember playing his Mustang. I had never played one before, and the neck pickup was okay. It was uh somewhat reminiscent of a telly somewhat reminiscent of a strap, but like uh not super memorable but if you put it in the it, like basically the two pickups combined it uh, had a really sweet scooped like fendery tone. I really liked that kind of uh that position there on the on the mustang
2: yeah i I like it when both of them are to the same side i don't know if that's (laughs) what terminology that is but
1: i think i i think that's what it is because his his had a three-way switch like a gibson Uh, oh interesting so I'm, i'm i'm trying to translate it into like what an actual mustang has yeah um but like both of the pickups on uh, I believe in parallel is what you want. And they sound really, really sweet. So yeah,
2: really I, I do love that setting. I, I don't I actually like when one of them's in the middle and one of them is uh, on either side, really, just because it's sound that's like good for like a, a dirtier sound. But if you yeah. want if you want a smooth sound, you got to have them in like they have you have to have them going the same direction the same way. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, but. I just love the Guild. The Guild is, like, old faithful for me.
1: Have you ever listened to In Rainbows on drugs? On drugs? No, I can't. Or alcohol? <laughs> well, you know,
2: I have drank and listened to it and uh, and been inebriated uh, with the legal...
1: California substance. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you can plead the fifth here. We don't have to. Be, uh, <laughs> I was going to say everything here is for uh, entertainment purposes. This is not uh, everything here is satire. Yeah, this is yeah. Not-
2: I mean, I mean, it's funny because I never like I've never really said that I smoke weed. I mean, it's pretty. If you know me, you know that. Um, But if <laughs> but I just made a music video and I smoked weed in the music video. So I'm like, It's weird to say it, but it's certainly out there for somebody to know about me. Um, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I listen to Radiohead. uh, I've listened to them while having a nice glass of wine. I've listened to them with, uh, you know, a nice little high going on. And uh, it's incredible. I think it's transcendent, you know, like it's uh, to me, it's not really an album I can listen to, like. Just a few songs, you know, every once in a while, I'll I'll shuffle it while I'm cooking or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if I'm listening to it, I'm usually putting it on vinyl and like just sitting there and enjoying it.
1: Yeah, dude, it's 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 an album that you can do that with. I think I mentioned on your podcast, I kind of like cut my teeth on like albums that are meant to be listened to, like back to front, front to back rather. Sorry uh but front to back you're supposed to listen to an album and this album strikes me as that kind of album Mm -hmm. um i uh but i agree with you i've never like um had a session where i'm like i need to like smoke a bunch of weed and then listen to in rainbows like i've never had that like drive i've like incidentally listened to it while under the influence of various substances that i may have been on for other purposes and it was cool, but like, um, yeah, like I don't, uh, like this album is, this album is the drug. Like this album is the experience. Like you, you sit down you listen to the goddamn album. You don't, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with you there. Absolutely. Um, uh, next question on my list. What were they smoking when they made this album? And this is a hypothetical question. I th- oh, I genuinely believe these guys were all completely sober when they made this album, but like, if you could, Let's put it this way if you could describe this album as a drug what would it be
2: Well having not had too much experience outside of what I already mentioned I feel like That's fine. I, I, it'd be hard to like you know do a service to you know I mean I could say mushrooms but I don't really know what that's like so uh I don't know I mean it's so there's so much going on it feels like You know, whatever drug that has a uh, has a lot of dynamic capabilities. You know, like Mm -hmm. something that so maybe LSD, because LSD is kind of a long time, and you go through peaks and troughs. Apparently, Um, so maybe that. I mean, I think you're right. I don't know how much, if at all, they were doing any kinds of drugs while while making this, but um, it's certainly not like you know, the way some drugs will make you maybe want to add so much and go crazy. It's like, there's so, there's not a lot going on in a lot of these songs, you know, it's not Mm. like, like they had to probably make an effort to pull back their own artistic capabilities, you know, like they could have done some crazy cool solos or whatever, you know, but who wants to hear that? You just want to hear the songs. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of maturity to do something like that.
1: I think you're right. And I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think that like every song on this record, um, like every member of the band is working to serve the song. Whereas like maybe previously, like in the era leading up to this, it was maybe less about serving the song and more about, um, uh, like I don't know like Radiohead has said that like Kid A was not supposed to be hard to listen to like they were like oh what do you mean like this is supposed to be like easily listened to music it's like fuck you no this is some like cork sniffer like gnarly shit okay like um. I think maybe on previous albums, they weren't trying to serve the song. They were trying to serve like a kind of greater, like we're doing gnarly music for gnarly people. Um, And this one is, is way more accessible. Oh oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I feel that.
2: Um, That's what's funny is it is so accessible. And I think there's a lot of people in any fandom that demonize the most accessible album. And yet this, album i think is no doubt the most accessible for people who don't really listen to radiohead but it's i think it's their best and you're kidding yourself if if you don't think that it's at least in the top
1: three i completely agree with you uh let me ask you this um i'm going off script here what do you think of the bends
2: that's a good question uh, I have a new appreciation for it that I used to not because I loved OK Computer On. And mm-hmm. the bends was, like, the weird period in between them being, like, a pretty straight-up grunge band in the 90s and, like, what they could be. So it was kind of like that... um that in limbo which is a radiohead song <laughs> uh right <laughs> but so there are a lot of tracks on there that i actually really like and i think uh the other you know like maybe a couple of months ago i would try i would like put on the bends just to listen to it while i was doing anything and uh, i never do that because it's just not the album i care about listening to out of all of them and. uh I kind of have a new appreciation for a lot of the songs that I didn't used to. But I think if someone's going to say that The Benz is their favorite Radiohead album, I think, you know, to each his own. But like, they, to me, they did so much more that was <laughs> groundbreaking. You know, like The Benz has some great That's songs. True. And That's as an true. album, it's even a great cohesive album, but it's like, it's It's just kind of their variation of what people were doing at the time
1: yeah, I feel you um I'll be totally honest with you the bens for me vies with in rainbows for my favorite radio album whoa okay interesting i i am I'm, I'm like a a big which is which is rare within the radio ad community I'm like a big benz defender, but I'm like a, a Pablo honey like is bottom tier like i'm i think everybody can agree on that but like okay hang on but like anyone can play guitar is cool there's like a couple cool jacks on there right it's like (laughs) you know
2: what's funny is i i mean i couldn't tell you how that song goes i've maybe heard it a few times anyone can play guitar but i couldn't even tell you how it goes like i don't know anything and i don't really care about knowing anything from pablo honey or before bro
1: Look, like people think the gnarly Radiohead guys are the ones who are like fucking amnesiac, bro. Like, Spinning Plates is the best Radiohead song. People think that's the gnarly, people think that's the gnarly Radiohead guy. The actual gnarly Radiohead guy is like, bro, Pablo Honey low key underrated. Like, like, (laughs) like, yeah, that guy scares me.
2: That guy freaks me out.
1: I don't want to talk to him. (laughs) Um, i'm gonna skip a couple of these questions i need to i need to ask you something
2: as a radiohead fan go for it okay because i don't know that many radiohead fans and in general i think this is a controversial album what's your thoughts on the king of limbs
1: dude king of limbs has grown
2: on me okay cool
1: king of limbs has grown on me um king of limbs grew on me um Upon initial listening, my favorite song I think was Desert Island Disc. No, no, no. Um, that's that's
2: uh that's a moon-shaped pool. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Ah oh, fuck. Okay. Um Hang
2: on. King of Limbs was they put out in like twenty
1: eleven. Um, it starts with Bloom. Yes, yes. Okay. So I won't speak to Desert Island Disc, but I will speak to Bloom. Uh bloom I my memory of my uh memory of that record of king of limbs is that um that has feral on it yes i need to does. look up the okay feral it's bloom. got feral it's, it's
2: got c- morning mr magpie
1: oh yes one of the best radio ed songs it's, it's morning so mr Magpie.
2: underrated dude it's dude, so underrated.
1: literally morning mr magpie like Fuck you man like people oh man that's such a good fucking song it's- i'm not even gonna look up the track listing it's just fucking morning mr magpie alone makes that album for me uh but bloom okay bloom story is time. beautiful yeah let's go story time story time i listen to fucking king of limbs when it comes out because i'm gonna be real with you here man back in 2007 uh or pre-2007 i was at uh boy scout camp. OK, I was at Boy Scout camp and my buddy, Brandon, shout out, Brandon, he fucking shows me the bands and he shows me OK Computer and he shows me a couple tracks off of Kid A. And he's like, yo, he has his like fucking iPod. He's like, yo, check out this band I like called Radiohead. <laughs> and he fucking shows it to me. I'm like a little child. I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are so good. And uh, like fucking. uh a couple months later, I see this thing online that's like Radiohead uh, releases their new album for name your own price. Mm-hmm. So I fucking bought In Rainbows for zero dollars. And, oh my and, god you actually like did that that's so cool I, I was like on that shit and it was literally this shit of like oh radiohead like that was like a really cool band that like my buddy showed me i wasn't even like a fucking radiohead guy i was just like right. oh that one that one time my buddy like showed me this band and they were like cool as fuck like i'm gonna get their album for free shit and, and you so had I had no it.
2: idea how big I had that had was. no idea
1: and i'm sitting there listening to fucking in rainbows i'm like oh my god holy shit anyways uh what was i saying so fucking king of limbs comes out and fucking uh i'm listening to bloom and i'm like this shit's fucking gnarly and um radiohead like shortly after they released that record did a a live performance on it was like they fucking performed on like saturday night live or some fucking you know uh whatever conan or somebody they like performed on some fucking thing they did i don't know what yeah, they performed on one of those fucking things. And uh, I remember tuning in because I wanted to watch them play. I was like, I was like, want to see Radiohead fucking play the new album. And I was going through King of Limbs, looking at the tracks and being like, uh, what What are they going to play? Like, what's the set list going to be? And I remember specifically looking at the album and being like, Bloom, no. Uh, this Morning Mr. Magpie, yeah, they'll probably play that. This fucking... I remember like looking at bloom and instantly being like, no, can't do it live. They're not going to do it. Um, fucking set opens up. Like here's fucking Johnny Greenwood on his like fucking shitty little, uh, uh, you know, digital drum pad. And he's like, it's (laughs) a little thing. And then here's Tom on his fucking Gibson SG. And he's playing this little guitar riff and slowly, but surely they're like building this song. And I'm like, wait, is this like, is this fucking bloom? And, like, sure enough, they fucking play Bloom live. (laughs) And I was like, what "What the fuck? Oh, my God. Like, I I was blown away, man. Like, I I lost it. I was like, I I literally, before that moment, I was like, they can't. They cannot play this live. Not possible. Yeah. And they did. And I was like, oh, my God.
2: It's definitely Ugh. not uh, like a single, you know, that's pretty crazy that they did that. I'll have to go back and watch it. I've only seen them play those songs live from the basement. Uh, and Dude. if you have watched it, then maybe, you know, the song, but it's not on an album. And I think it's a severely under. Bangers and MASH? No, uh, oh. I, I've, I know that. Daily Mail? Yes, the Daily Mail. That's what it <laughs> yes, was. Daily
0: Mail.
2: Dude, the Daily Mail is so sick.
1: Bro. Oh, my that God. That should be a dude.
2: way bigger song. It should be way bigger. It's beautiful.
1: It's a beautiful song. All right, look, here's what's going to happen. This is a perfect segue into the trivia section. Oh, Actually, yes. fuck, I have I have other questions. Oh, for we, you. I mean, dude,
2: it's up to you. Like I'm I'm chilling. So I'm down to stay on as long as you want.
1: Okay, I'm gonna send you a a preview trivia question right here. Um,
0: what album was "Nude" originally recorded for? Hmm, I didn't know it was originally recorded for a different album. Nude. Nude
1: was uh, performed live from their like Ben's
0: days. There's a hint for you. Whoa um i mean i don't want
2: to say the bends because you just said the bends so i'm gonna say okay computer that's right okay yeah well that makes sense because we were talking about that theory
1: yeah it was originally recorded for okay computer and then uh they scrapped it and then like completely re-recorded it apparently colin uh wrote that bass line like just shortly before recording it for the in rainbow sessions so that did not exist apparently the original version was like very organ based and didn't have that bass line it was like a very different song i don't know Um, that bass line makes that song oh it sure does dude (laughs) um let me hit you with a what I have three rapid fire questions and then we're going to dive into the real trivia. Okay. Oh, okay. Rapid fire. One, would you get intimate to this album?
2: Of course. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, there's no question about that <laughs> for me. I mean, I don't know. I think I'd skip. I think I would skip 15 step and body snatchers.
1: You'd skip body snatches. That is a little gnarly. I mean, I mean, gnarly. look,
2: it's, it's kind of a sexy song in its own way, but it's like starting with those two songs.
1: You have to start really fucking fast. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what, well, 15 step, you have to start in five.
2: Well, that's, that is true So (laughs) So you
1: better help. you better help the girl uh that you're with is like a fucking uh music composition major or something yeah that's true it's a weird
2: rhythm to to like make out to you know but
1: (laughs) that's right if (laughs) (laughs) uh body snatch is kind of fucking gnarly that's true
2: it's gnarly it's gnarly to start out with you know maybe if it came later but if we started out i mean the next song would be nude so
1: there you go you get nude that's uh, if you made that step one, you're going you're in a good place.
2: I think so, honestly. Although we'll stop it before videotape, because then we'll be crying.
1: That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. You see, the, <laughs> the album I did with Aiden was uh, "Lonesome Crowded West" by Modest Mouse. And yeah. I asked him this question, and he was like. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course not. This is so fucking like depressing. And like I was like, yeah, okay. so and, like, yeah. <laughs> that makes
2: me happy he said that. I was worried you were gonna say, like, he was gonna say, hell yeah. Like <laughs> I listened <Dude>. to the <laughs> first few songs after <laughs> we talked about it. I was like, dude, this is pretty intense.
1: It's very intense, dude. It's it's I the one thing I said, I said to him is like you could be the guy who's like, uh like, do you listen to modest mouse? Like you could be like trying to be all fucking deep and right. edgy um anyways uh next question uh are numbers created or discovered
0: in general
1: yeah this is uh not related to music
2: okay i was like hmm is this a radiohead question <laughs> it's uh, not. they do have a song called the numbers
0: That's uh true. but oh man um I guess it depends on your,
2: <laughs> your perspective <laughs> on humanity because if you think it's created, then you think that, uh, you know, people have more power than, like, you know, the universe because if you think they're discovered, then you think that they were always there and that we were lucky enough to find them and discover this new, like, mathematical capability. Um, I think I would say I would say probably discovered, you know. I mean, who's to say that that's different than like an archaeologist who digs for dinosaur bones or whatever and finds something. It's like they didn't create that thing, they found it. So maybe mathematicians, right. they they
0: didn't create this formula, they found it. Here's here's my follow up question to that.
1: What's my follow up question going to be? My follow up question is: uh, the most mass
0: produced object in human history is. Uh, uh... We're gonna skip that. Okay. Oh <laughs> man, I was so red. I was like, "What is it? What is it?"
1: It's it's uh it's called a MOSFET, which is a uh it's a uh it's a transistor that's what it is i was looking for the word oh the most mass-produced object in human history is a transistor called a mosfet we have made uh like something like it's into the sextillions
0: whoa of mosfets could we have made x sextillion mosfets
1: before we invented the number Sextillion, or did we have to invent the number
0: Sextillion in order for us to create X Sextillion MOSFETs? That is a crazy question.
2: (laughs) It's such a hard question to even comprehend after having a few beers.
1: (laughs) That's why I save it for the end. Yeah, holy shit.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, I think... Is the question? Did the number
1: exist? It's it's a variation of the same question. It's it's a it's a what is the sound of one hand clapping like? <laughs>
2: the sound of one hand clapping. Oh my god! It, if a
1: tree falls in the forest, right, right. <laughs>
2: and... Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for that one. Probably, uh, I think we probably. It's one of those things where like. A rose is a rose, even if it's mm-hmm. not what you call it. You can call it a bicycle, but it's still mm-hmm. that flowery shape, that red color, plant thing. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's so. Right. What's in a name? You know. It's you know if you...
1: L- exactly. Language is a, a human limitation. Is is using words is the human limitation, and the number is beyond mm. the human limitation. I feel that. Like yeah
2: well it's gonna be weird when speaking english is considered obsolete i mean speaking any language at all like there will be maybe some telepathic sort of text thing that we'll be using
1: in the next 50 years well you can always just respond the uh like winky eye emoji and the little devil emoji, dude. That's, that transcends. Leave,
2: leave me that <laughs> winky eye emoji and the devil emojis, and we're fine. Like, just leave me those. I don't care. That's I don't care it. how we communicate, but I want those somehow.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, last rapid fire question: Does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of one bong?
0: Mm. wow
2: that's a that's a regular sat question right there
1: (laughs) i told aiden i asked aiden this one and my disclaimer was like unlike the last question about like numbers we probably could find the answer to this question i bet we could And, and two weeks after aiden's thing i have not looked up the answer to this question so in my mind, it's it's still a a one hand clapping type question. Like you you can say whatever you want. I don't know.
2: Just don't look it up, and forever it'll, it'll be a common question you ask.
0: Uh, I think. I think probably they get more
2: high, right? <laughs> like, I mean, how much does the? I was bad to ask. How much does the lungs have to do with it? But of course, it has a lot to do with it. But like, it, well, how, much, yeah, does it, how much does it manifest? How much does the high manifest in your lungs versus the fact that your lungs are the apparatus that extract the high? You know, you does the high sit in your bloodstream? Because that would be more important.
0: There you go. It's I, I think you're right. I'm asking in, the real questions also, here. Like Aiden's
1: stance was that with one lung, all of that lung has to be like taking up the THC. Whereas, like if it's distributed to both your lungs, you know, part of that lung could be like not taking up the THC. So it's like if it's like all concentrated in one lung, you're gonna get more high. Yeah, that was his stance too. That That
2: makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to me in my extremely medical professional opinion. (laughs)
1: Yeah, again, for all the viewers here, everything said on this program is for entertainment purposes only. It's all satire. Uh, everything here is, is a, a fictional uh, creation of our imagination. So,
2: And we're saying that for uh, legal reasons.
1: Legal reasons. Uh, unless you are a, a purple mattress or quip toothbrush, then uh, we can talk. But other than that, if you're legal entity, don't talk to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's uh let's jump into the trivia section. Let's do it. What year did the album come out?
2: Two thousand seven.
1: Ding ding ding! You're on it, bro. Nice. Uh, what percentage of fans paid zero dollars for the album? Oh, that's an initial release. That's a great question.
2: What percentage paid zero dollars?
1: Yeah. Zero pounds. Yeah, Zero yeah. Pounds. <laughs>
2: trick question. Um, oof, maybe I'm gonna say like forty percent,
1: sixty-two percent. oh
2: I was being too nice.
1: <laughs> bing, bing, bing. I know. I would have probably undershot that. Myself, too.
2: Okay. I should have said 60. I think that that makes more sense. <laughs> 40% sounds about right for how many people actually would pay. I don't even know if I, I would now, knowing that they do that. But, you know, if it was my first Radiohead album, I wouldn't have cared. I would, would have paid zero dollars.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what is the album certified at in the UK?
0: Platinum that's right brother
2: nice i did not know that well you got it is that as high um, as it gets platinum
1: i think so i don't know i just read this off the wikipedia page mm. so it might gold might be higher than platinum i don't know i, I guess there's like double highest.
2: platinum and stuff
1: double platinum i think i've heard that too i don't i honestly i've included that question in like both the last episodes and i really had no idea what it means i just read it off the week so <laughs> you know um what was Radiohead's original name
2: on a friday
0: bruh
2: dude fucking a that's right i'm on that shit
1: fucking on it on a friday what day is today friday
2: no it's thursday thursday Thursday.
1: we're on a thursday (laughs) um (laughs) okay here's a real tough one Unless you read the Wikipedia page. Uh-oh. What instrument did Johnny Greenwood originally play in the band before becoming lead
0: guitar? Oh man. I guess keyboards. That's half, right? Piano? That's half
1: uh, I mean, half right. It according to uh the source that i read it was uh harmonica then keyboard whoa harmonica i didn't know that harmonica yeah easiest instrument to play that's true you just got to get one in the right key (laughs) exactly just bring your whole set with you that
2: shit blew my mind when i figured that out i was (laughs) like so everyone i love isn't actually that talented
1: like who plays harmonica they just get the one in the right key Exactly, it just fucks with it. Uh, there are chromatic harmonicas, but like, fuck that shit, dude. Who? When have you ever heard like a fucking like jazz fusion album with a harmonic on it? Like nobody does that shit. It's (laughs) not. You just get the one in the right key, and it's like, um, because here's the thing: is you get the one that's in like G major, and then it's like, um, it's like C blues or something. I forget the interval, but it's like you suck in through it. It's like bend notes. It's like a different key.
2: Oh, that's cool.
1: So you have to like know kind of that, but like that's it. Um anyways. Yeah, dude, that's the trivia. Oh um, man, that was awesome. Dude, you're through it. All right. Um, I'm pretty fucking slosh, dude. Um, this cocktail has been like kind of kicking my ass a little bit. Um how's your beer treating you? Oh, doing? it's
2: amazing. I'm glad I got beer instead of something like pretty hard, because I'm on my I'm on the third now, so I'm, I'm doing all right. I didn't want to be, like, slurring every word, you know?
1: I feel you, dude, because I'm, like, almost there. I fucking, my first goddamn cocktail was, like, well, I won't go deep into it, but I've, I'm on my second cocktail here. It's in my big, like, tumbler. I'm, like, kind of sloshed. Anyways, nice. I think that's it. Let's go over the bingo sheet. I wasn't able to bait you into, like, that many of them um oh man but uh who fucking cares dude we we had a great like long rant about radiohead here um all the true radiohead fans will be like uh nerding out on the radiohead shit and just drinking on their own yeah so um you know it's not that relevant anyways here they are name a city in the uk did you do that i feel like you did that you know i don't think i did actually I mean, because I don't
2: know where they're from. Like, I couldn't tell you the name. Um, And I don't know, like, I don't know the name of the mansion that they recorded at and all that.
1: All right. Well, fuck it. Uh, Using an onomatopoeia didn't happen. Uh, Talk about your middle school music taste. I (laughs) got you. Mention the Beatles. I guess we did mention the Beatles at the very beginning. We'll take a drink for that. I
2: almost like. I, did we? Did we mention the Beatles?
1: Well, no. I think I intentionally didn't mention the Beatles. Oh, <laughs> so I was I, like, I M- will
2: talk about pa- the Beatles all day long. Oh, we talked about Paul McCartney. Okay,
1: we yeah. did. That's what I. That's what I meant. But I think I was like Paul McCartney, famously of Wings and some other band. Right. Okay. Uh, talk about jazz. Did we talk about jazz? I think you talked about jazz we have talked about jazz we uh that that one has been getting stale the last couple episodes i thought everybody would talk about jazz
2: um well that's funny you say these things and now i want to like i want to like say things that have to do with radiohead and uh, speak
1: on it yeah. fuck it if i if i it, it's fucking off limits go for it well like it's, yeah it's, i'm
2: like yeah. now now i'm like trying to find a connection between everything you say everything you had on your bingo card and what i would have said for radiohead so <laughs> the jazz one would have been that they were listening to bitches brew by miles davis a lot exactly
1: dude. while they were like,
2: doing okay computer yeah
1: Or like a fucking pyramid song, dude. Oh yeah. That is a pretty weird one. That's the pyramid song. They apparently ripped off like a Mingus tune or something like that Mm. for like the, the, um, cause there's like a certain rhythm to that one. And, but then they do the, the chord change is different than where they do the rhythm. It's, it's this whole fucking thing. Anyways. Um, mention a band you used to be in. I got, Mm yeah. Uh, Referred to an album made post nineteen ninety as a record. That may have been I I'm sure I did. I mean I called from a record. Let's hit it. (laughs) Um that one's been on my last two. Um apparently nineteen eighty-eight was the last year that vinyls outsold CDs in the general market. So I said nineteen ninety, I give it a margin of error.
2: Not even Um, recently? Oh, I guess. In turn not of- even recently.
1: Uh records have come back massively but they recently. Still, they still haven't. But they're like, But they're they have not no, no. They have still not gotten the number one spot. I guess that um, makes
2: sense just because CDs are still pretty cheap.
1: Yeah. Um ahead of its time you got mm-hmm. uh rec- Recite Lyrics. Shit. Did you recite lyrics on this one? No. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> I, didn't no. Wanna, I didn't
2: wanna I didn't want to sing. Otherwise I probably would have <laughs> <laughs> Name a
1: specific guitar you got. Mm-hmm. Um mention L C D sound system.
2: Hey, I mentioned them today because I talked to Aiden from Ringle Project. I was like, Here's the
1: thing. I fucking blah blah uh, fucking Schultze and Aiden an LCD sound system, and I thought they were close enough to Radiohead. I would I would leave it on for you. I thought I could get you three in a row. You but I didn't.
2: you could have. Uh, I would have mentioned it talking about Jud Zingle because I mentioned it to him that his stuff reminds me of that, and the synths are very uh, reminiscent of like James Murphy's synths. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I I'm not honestly like a huge LCD system, sound system fan. Like, I like them. I like a couple of the songs. I even saw them live a couple years ago, but didn't really know anything by them. And they were sick, but, like, I don't have time for, like, eight-minute-long (laughs) disco track. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That makes me a bad person, apparently, but I...
1: No, it doesn't. It it makes you fucking normal, dude. I agree with you. Like, Uh, I appreciate the
2: sound... (laughs) design and everything sounds beautiful you know and in its place but i'm like i can't listen to you know uh an hour-long album where each song is
1: about seven minutes here's the thing man like when when none of your songs are as good as the first song on your first album like what the fuck i guess
2: was the first one was the first one Daft their biggest Punk
1: is playing Daft Punk is playing at my house. I don't know if that oh, was that's their the first one. Oh, that's the first one? I mean,
2: that is a great song.
1: That's a great fucking song. And like I heard that song and I was like, oh shit, I'm like ready to get really into L C D sound system. And then like they kind of like didn't have I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean mad I respect know. to them.
1: Mad respect. Mad respect. It's yeah, absolutely. Um. Say the word drink. I think you actually did. We both I'm had sure. Have done I'm that. sure I did. <laughs> Yoink. Uh, mention muse. Mention mm. Muse is a uh,
2: did I not? The, um, I almost did when talking about electioneering because it sounds like a Muse song.
1: Very Musey. It, it's hard. Like uh, you know, the other bands that I did, I was able to like name several bands that were like similar that I could draw on as like influences. But like Radiohead, it's hard, man. I was like Muse, LCD Sound System. uh mm, I don't know. Like it's hard to do it for Radiohead.
2: Yeah, they were Tom was listening to a lot of Aphex Twin during like Kid A. I,
1: oh, I feel that. I, I, I feel remember that. that. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, well, honestly, I'm going to give you this one cuz the next one is literally mention a Tom solo project. Mm. Um I don't think you did, but you just mentioned Tom listening to Aphex Twin. We're going to call that a Tom solo project. <laughs> okay. Tom listening to Aphex Twin alone while the rest of the band didn't gonna call that a tom solo project yeah and uh his <laughs> his
2: new album was pretty sick i actually really liked it um
1: well, uh what was his new album
2: it's called oh, of course now i'm like blanking on it um anima anima
1: i haven't listened to it yet
2: it's cool um uh, i liked it more than his other two solo records but i didn't really like super get into those i just i tried to and didn't really but this one actually was more accessible to me, and I really liked it.
1: Um, I'm going to have to check that out because I've listened to like Adams for Peace, which was like, yeah, I like um, Adams for Peace. They're cool. They're cool.
0: They I like couldn't, they're a little hit or I miss.
1: Yeah, like I, I couldn't like get into them like I got into Radiohead. Yeah, I, but that's a very high bar to set. But um,
2: have you heard Judge, Jury, Executioner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's probably their best song.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Have you listened to Ed O'Brien's recent solo album?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I listened to some songs, and I was just like, I don't know, I don't really. <laughs> like,
1: it's like a. It's like it's pleasant. It's it, it's like yeah, a
2: pleasant. Yeah, it's a it's pleasant. But like, pleasant. I don't want just
1: pleasant bro like yeah exactly it's not like that fucking crazy shit like fucking goddamn yeah it's pleasant it's nice it's agreeable it's a it's an agreeable album
2: yeah (laughs) exactly that's wow that's so accurate it's such an agreeable album like i you know but it's not like it didn't blow me away i think i heard a few songs and was just like okay like you, you hear the first 30 seconds and you've gotten the whole song, but you already know but the whole song it's, is like five right. and a half minutes. I'm
1: like, okay. that's right. That's exactly right. It's like you listen to the first three songs and you already know the whole goddamn record. Um, yeah. But like fucking whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: if Ed O'Brien was here in front of me, I'd be like, man, congrats. Oh, uh, so record. good, yeah, bro.
1: Hey dude, Ed, if you ever need somebody to like sing backup vocals for you, play guitar, shake the little shaker. Like, hit me up, bro. Whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, describe a sound as raw. <laughs> I don't think you did. Uh, no,
2: I don't think I did either, but I would say yeah, that the Benz was more raw.
1: He's got the Benz. I fucking love that album, dude. Me too. Um, uh, mention a movie soundtrack. I got you on that. Uh, for exit music, e- eh, exit music for a film from the fucking uh, uh, OK Computer record. Mentioned pitchfork, you did not do. Oh man, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings. Like everybody has mixed feelings about them. That's why I put them on there. Yeah, that's pretty. good. Because I feel every everyone's gonna shit talk them or cite them. Um, mentioned the Pixies, another band I was Ooh, trying to reach as yeah. sort of an influential. Um, use the term lo-fi you did not do (laughs) uh in rainbows is not very lo-fi though
2: i don't think so
1: that's a great phrase for like indie rock in general but like um this record which technically is indie rock uh because they were independent of a label but it was uh it's very clean it's not very lo-fi yeah it's so Um, clean and then the last one is end a sentence with i don't know I didn't I don't know I that may have happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I
2: don't know. Um <laughs> dude, I hope that's the case cuz I'm trying to be very
0: uh what's the word? Like uh purposeful with my speech. You know what I
2: mean? Like especially doing a podcast now. I'm like I don't want to ramble on. I want to speak concisely. So, um that's a good thing I hope I didn't say.
1: I hope I didn't end it with I don't know. I don't think you did. I took a drink for that one, so I
0: think you're clear there.
1: (laughs) I'll take a drink with you anyway. There you go. Cheers.
2: What a great album. Dude, I I feel like
1: I could talk about this forever. I know, dude. Um, But that is it. That is all my questions for tonight. Um, I think I have enough here that I can edit it down into a perfect podcast here. Yeah. Any parting words for us? Oh, man. Uh, If
2: for some reason you've gotten this far in the podcast and haven't listened to this record, please do. Uh, It's incredible. It has changed the way that I look at music and the way that I approach music. And uh, also going to give myself a quick plug here and shout out on that note podcast. Uh, If you like John here, then you should come check out my episode with him. It's awesome. We had a great time and uh and Judd Zingle, as well, who uh, is a friend of yours, so his episode will be coming out probably in a week or two after we have recorded this just now uh but yeah, on that note podcast, check it out and uh man, John, thank you for having me on the show. This has been such a delight talking with you and talking about my favorite album ever
1: absolutely dude it's been a delight having you um this has been sick as fuck man um i'm glad to have you on the show and uh we will see you next time
2: awesome yeah i'll see you next time dude thanks for having me on